and at the time I was like not into pop punk at all. You know, that was that was that was the early two thousands. That was when I was a kid. Welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all of its friends. This episode is one in our Discovering Summer series. All summer long uh, this year, we are going to be discovering new bands. Bunch of new bands for you to listen to, for you to digest uh, these summer months. It features my interview with Fraser Simpson, singer of the Vancouver-based pop-punk band Chief State. They've been around for a few years now, releasing their first album, Tough Love, back in 2020 on Mutant League Records. Their latest record, Waiting for Your Colors, is out now, also on Mutant League. And in this interview, we cover three songs from bands that influenced Frazier in his songwriting and his overall love for music. We also talked about three songs from the Chief State collection. The interview was actually recorded a little while ago, back in March of this year. So if anything seems uh, dated for that particular reason, you now know why. It's no longer, you know, spring or winter kind of temperatures, at least... I hope not anyway. Anyway, so that's coming up. But before we get to it, some housekeeping. Go follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at GrowingPunkPod. Uh, you'll find our personal Twitters and Instagrams linked there as well. And on those uh, social media sites, we've also got links to our Patreon for just two bucks a month. If you enjoy what we do here, you can throw some support our way, help keep us, you know, caffeinated as it were, two bucks a month. And also we've got links to our merch t-shirts. Uh, I think there's coffee mugs and stickers and random stuff there as well. Those, of course, are linked in our social media bios as also linked in uh, the show notes for this episode. So, um, if you want to check any of that stuff out, it is located there. You can also find the links to Chief State's social media and stuff like that as well. Let's not waste any more time. This is my interview with vocalist Fraser Simpson discovering Chief State. I like to go back to the the very beginning. Uh, do you remember the first kind of like punk band or pop punk band or or album or song or whatever that kind of hooked you on the whole genre and got you into the scene? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, it would have been "Does This Look Infected" by Some Forty One. I, I mean, I had dabbled with Blink One Eight Two and uh, Green Day a lot. Um, Dookie was massive, but I right. feel like does it does this look infected for me was the one that I was like, ah, this is this is sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, okay, so you guys are from Vancouver, right? That's right. Yeah. So I obviously can hear an accent in your voice, knowing that you. Uh, so where where were you born, and then like when did you move to Canada? Yeah. Uh, so I was born in in the UK. Yeah. Um, I was there. I you know went to university and was there until I was in my early 20s and then um, I actually moved to Asia I was doing like teaching English and traveling a lot so I, I was there for two years and kind of got to the point um, where I decided I wanted to be in a band and I wanted to, to try that um, but I also didn't want to move back to England so mm -hmm. um, I decided I was trying to actually pick between like Sydney and Australia or Vancouver was the one that came to mind. I had actually met quite, a few, I think like three or four people on my travels I met from Vancouver. And I, 
it was kind of in the back of my mind. And I think in the end, it, varying factors, but one of them was the fact that we were so close to the border with the states right. and the yeah. touring and everything. So just kind of made sense and uh, went went from there, put up a yeah. Craigslist ad and uh, moved out here and kind of went at it since. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, the, the reason I ask is uh, because obviously being from Canada, some 41 for us always played like such a big role because they were kind of, you know, in that whole pop punk boom of the early two thousands, like they were, they were our band, right? Like, um, being that Canadian band. So it's, uh, which mm -hmm. is funny to think because I'm sure, I mean, you, you could obviously speak to this about, you know, about this to the UK and, and maybe the U S is the same, but like, I feel like in, in Canada, we often go, Oh, the, those are our guys. You know what I mean? Like that's our band because they're from, we always feel, I feel like there's this whole, like, um, sense of this might sound maybe the wrong word, but like sense of ownership, where it's like, yeah, they know what life is like up here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I feel it's probably the same in the UK. You can yeah. kind of relate it to sports teams or whatever. If it's your team, feel yeah. like you know you're a part of it, or or it's a part of you. So I definitely get that. And um, I feel like with Canada, the injustice that happens is that uh, a lot of the time, particularly you know, back home in the UK, you didn't realize all these bands were Canadian. And right. some 41 was one of them. Yeah. You know, Alexis on Fire, another. Yeah. It's just like so many bands that just come up, you know of, and you're like, wow, that's another Canadian one, um, kind of as time passes. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah there. I mean, there. it's funny to think, like, uh, part of me feels like maybe that's the reason why, you know, when there's a, a Canadian band that does well, you know, there's that sort of sense of pride, I suppose you could say. Uh, but I, but I think a lot of that is because like, obviously like the U S just turns out bands, right? Like there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's a good chance that if you like a band, they're from the U S like, that's the way it seems. And then, and I think, I think probably to a similar extent, maybe not as much just based on sheer, you know, size, but like England probably has a fair amount of that too, especially like in, I mean, I guess, when I think of England, I think of monstrous acts, right? Like just big bands, maybe not necessarily mm -hmm. in the whole, you know, punk, pop punk, hardcore world. But uh, yeah, no, there's always something about, about Canadian bands, which is great. Cause I mean, obviously yeah, you're a Canadian band and on your list of songs that I got you to bring, you also picked one Canadian band. So it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's good. But um, I did want to ask too, like, obviously you've probably, you know, toured with your fair share of bands from, the Canadian pop punk punk rock scene. Do you have any kind of like almost like underdog favorites that you're just like, Oh, people need to hear about these guys. Um, I, for sure. It always was, um, cold front. Okay. Uh, I thought they were the sickest band going and I guess, <laughs> unfortunately they, they had to, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> it didn't work out. But, yeah. um, yeah, no, in terms of Canadian bands, there's so, there's so many, at the moment that are coming through and i think yeah you know you've got calling all captains you've got yep. youth fountain um you've got dear youth over on, on the east coast um there's bands from kind of interior bc and and the island that are coming out like cloaker and anchorage blue tulsi place there's so many bands that mm -hmm. they kind of play within this genre that i think are just criminally like underrated right um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, there's more success coming for those bands. Well, I think you, you mentioned, as I say, you mentioned calling all captains. Yeah. Um, 
so they're like I'm from Edmonton, so they're from here. And uh I think that might be actually how I heard about your band. Um I don't like I I haven't seen you guys live, but I think I saw something. Maybe I don't know if you guys did you tour with them. Obviously you've probably played shows with them and like so maybe yeah. just seeing you know on Instagram or whatever that they were posting about this band called Chief State and I was like who's this? Like, pardon me. And then, you know, checking it out. I was like, Oh, you know, you guys are are a fantastic band. So, um, you know, one of the, one of the bands that you, you mentioned and we'll get into the song in a bit or not that you mentioned here, but that you, you picked as a a band Mm -hmm. to talk about is Seaway. And one thing I really love about them is, and obviously this has kind of been put on hold a little bit just with COVID stuff and whatever, but they kind of did this like for a little bit there, it felt like they did almost like an annual tour, you know, in the fall or whatever that they would, at least when they come through Edmonton and they just bring like two or three Canadian bands with them. Like the whole tour for the most part was all Canadian bands. And it was like, it was always so much fun because you got to sort of, you know, discover new stuff or see some bands that, you know, you kind of been hearing people talk about a little bit, but, uh, you know, obviously shows are starting to happen again, but that's one of the, that's one of the like regular ones that I miss. Like, oh, who's Seaway going to bring with them this time? (laughs) Yeah, man, I think... They've uh, they've been awesome with us as well. We've played with them, I think, two or three times, and um, they've obviously got you know such a nice attitude for for bringing up bands around them, and mm-hmm. um, it's definitely something that we aspire to do as well. You know, like, like real friends famously, you know, yeah. do similar things, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's the way to do it, in in my opinion. Bring up your your friends around you as as things get successful for you. For sure. Well, let's get into. Uh... I guess let's get into some of the songs that you brought, or not some of them. We're going to get into all of them, but we're going to start with... Uh, uh, I, I'm excited to talk about this band because they're one of my kind of like... They released one of my favorite albums that uh, I don't really get to talk about a whole lot on this show. I, I try to bring them up when I can. but um, So we're going to listen to this. This is uh, Biffy Clyro and the song 57.
Uh, I love Biffy yeah. Clyro specifically like for myself, the album opposites. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember. I must've had, I think I had a friend that was talking about how he loved this band, Biffy Clyro. And I was like, who the hell is Biffy Clyro? And what kind of name <laughs> is that? Right. Uh, yeah, and so like, when I checked them out, I think that must've been the like opposites must've been the album, like their newest one at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with like, it's got that really long, like, organ build and like for the intro or whatever and he just comes in singing over to it's it's incredible that whole album's fantastic and then i look into them and find that oh damn they've like got a number of records and they've been around for a while and you know i watch videos of them live i don't remember what festival they were playing uh in the uk but just like massive audiences and i'm like what the hell like who are these guys so tell me a little bit you mentioned yeah. that because that's literally the the response that I've had every time. Yeah. Somebody asks, you know, what's your favorite band or one of your favorite bands? You mentioned Biffy Clyro, and over here, most people are just like, who? What? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, maybe a few people know, you know, the couple um, that particularly off opposites, or maybe it was the album before that was particularly big over here. Yeah. Um, so everyone knows a couple, but yeah, I I became obsessed with this band. I kind of listened to a little bit of them back when I was kind of in high school and mm. just stuff that I had picked up along, I don't even know, and would have it on my computer and would listen to it. And then uh, I went to a festival and they happened to be playing and none of my friends were into that. Like all, all my friends at the time were into like drum and bass and electronic right. music. And I was like, oh, fuck, I really want to go and see this band though. So I ended up going on my own and I caught them just as they were playing this song. And I mean, particularly at the end right that song is just catered for crowd participation yeah Yeah. everybody's just screaming yeah yeah Yeah. and it was it was insane so like immediately um i was drawn into this kind of this beast that they are and um yeah it it kind of they three of them they make so much noise and it, it kind of gave me this overwhelming feeling of like how powerful live music can be yeah. Um, and like I said, I mean, a lot of my friends were into electronic music at the time and I was kind of dabbling mm-hmm. and, and this just grabbed me back, threw me yeah. straight back into it. And, um, yeah, it kind of went from there with, with songwriting particularly. Yeah. Like, well, and one, one thing I think that I can see as far as, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what role you play in when, when writing songs with the band, but I do know that like just from listening to the band, uh, you know, it's not, 
You guys don't necessarily write songs that are, you know, intro, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, outro, you know, like that are just super, super, I guess, formulaic. Uh, you know, you guys get a little adventurous here and there. And so that's one thing I've loved, I've loved about Biffy Clyro from the first time I heard them is like, you know, they'll just throw a change at you here or there without making it like they're not they're not a prog band. Right. Like they're not mm-hmm. going out there and absolutely just like turning things over every 30 seconds sort of thing. But uh, they definitely, you know, they fiddle with song structure a little bit and they'll throw in kind of little surprises here and there, which which I love. The thing that particularly caught me about the band first listening to them, and this might sound uh, kind of funny, you know, to you, but like, is I love hearing accents in music. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know his name, but they're a Scottish band, right? So you can... Yeah you can hear that Scottish accent in his vocals. And when I was first kind of getting into them, I was also at that same time, I was really listening to a lot of Frightened Rabbit, which is a similar thing, right? Like Scottish accent that really comes through. So there's been different artists over time where I've been like, oh, just hearing that accent is kind of what like pulls me in a little bit. And uh, this band, it's it's funny that getting, getting to chat with you because there was one of the, I don't know if it was one of the songs that you had sent must be one of the songs that you had sent that recently I was thinking, yo, do I detect an accent? And so here we are. You're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, which kind of surprised me because, you know, Canadian band, I didn't expect that, but that's cool. Uh, so yeah, no, how, how many times have you seen Biffy Clyro live? Just the once or have you gotten to see him again? Uh, I've seen him twice. Yeah, once nice. in a festival, once in a, in a club show. But yeah, um, thankfully as well, you know, I kind of got, I was into them before they were massive. So I've seen right. them um i've seen them play out here in front of like so many but yeah having the intimate ones as well yeah special when you kind of uh, are along that ride somewhat as well so yeah well it's um, wild like do you know is this their so that was off the album black and sky is that their first record do you know um i think it's either their first or second it's like right back there yeah well because it's like i was just looking at the year it's like 2002 which like that blows my mind because there's like i mean obviously bands you know, they can, I'm just, I just want to see, because I mean, they're still releasing, they just released a record earlier this year, or a, a single, I guess, earlier this year, I think they had a record last year, maybe, mm-hmm. anyway, um, yeah, they're, uh, it's just funny, when I when I first got into them, yeah, Black and Sky, looks like their first record, 2002, I was blown away to find out that not only is this band not new, <laughs> you know, they've been releasing records since I was in, I was in high school, so, uh, that's pretty rad, but the, I, I added a song to the list because when that second vocal comes in, uh, it really like just the sound of his his voice. Really, this is another band that I like to try to talk about when it comes up when I can. Uh, they're not around anymore, but this band is called Seville, and uh, mm-hmm. they're from like their record. the The song that I'm going to play is from 2001, but it's actually. Um, when we listen in a second, they're they're also they have two vocalists, or had two vocalists. They're no longer together. But uh, one of their vocalists was actually the drummer for Dashboard Confessional back mm-hmm. in like the early two thousands. You know when when Dashboard was kind of really first breaking or whatever. And he sang backup on the Dashboard record, so you can hear his voice on like the places you have come to fear the most and a mark and mission of Brandiscar and stuff like that. But uh, I just want you to hear, maybe, maybe you'll hear this, maybe you won't, or, and maybe just in the end you'll discover a new old band that's pretty rad, but um, 
his Mike Marsh is his name. His vocals just really reminded me of that second vocal. But this song is called uh, Reformer. Specifically, when he like really starts kind of like singing there, when he's like, "Don't tell me," like that part. Just when mm-hmm. I when uh, 
when listening to that Biffy Clyro song, it's like, oh man, he sounds like Mike Marsh to me, but, um, which is fantastic. But, uh, yeah. So that's, that's a band I love to talk about any chance I can, because they, they were around, I think, I think I heard they actually had, so that was like an EP. And then I think I heard they had a full length that didn't feature Mike Marsh though on vocals. Like it was just the other guy and it wasn't as good, but that one, it was like the one that got away from me. I was like, oh, I would go on MySpace back in the day just to listen to, to that record. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I can definitely hear like the, uh, the similarities. You can tell they're both from a similar time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, the next song that you picked is, uh, Quicksand by The Story So Far. I don't really know what else to say about it, so let's just listen to it. Live by Do you remember uh, the first time, I guess, you heard the story so far? Um, yeah, I mean, it's the reason why I chose it. Um, it's it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening, uh, well, I was watching an ironic video. I was watching, like, a, a Jared Alonge, like, pop right, yeah. punk singers always do this shit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, at the I time, hate my like, hometown! Like that exactly, video? The reason in his exactly. garage? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the time, I was like not into pop punk at all you know that was that was was the early 2000s that was when i was a kid yeah and this is 2011 2012 or whatever yeah and um i'm like laughing at this shit 
And then the closing credits plays that song. Right. And I just, I shit my pants. And I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah. You know, like, I've never heard anything like it. And immediately looked them up, uh, listened to like whole album repeatedly yeah. for days. Um, and just like that, I was clawed right back into pop punk. Yeah. Uh, and this new wave of pop punk where it was all about the energy and, um, you know, just kids flying all over each other and finger pointing and all of that. And that's, that's just <laughs> what, yeah. that's what got me. And, I, you know, all of a sudden I'm one of these <laughs> pop punk, exactly what Jared Alonge was, was talking right. about. And yeah. immediately I'm one of them, but yeah, uh, it did it. That's the song that did it. It, it clawed me back to the genre. Have you listened to Parker's like new band, I guess, or side project, No Pressure? Yeah, yeah. Of oh man, that is like, wow. it's so good. I, I went, know, and they're like they're throwing around like one or two shows here and there, and yeah, it's like I'm desperate for one. Oh to pop well, because they they must have been doing a tour recently or semi recently because my YouTube feed just kept like every day there'd be like a new no pressure set and I'd watch it even though they're all mostly the same, right? Like the same set yeah. list. They've only got, you know, so many songs, but um, yeah. when they go into that cover section where, you know, like the first one I watched, they were covering, uh, I think it was, I think they covered gorilla biscuits, rancid and Josie by blink One Eighty Two, And I was just like, Oh mm-hmm. my, yeah. cause as I was listening to them the first time, I was like, man, this sounds like, like New York hardcore meets pop punk. Right. Like, I mean, uh-huh. they're not the first band to do that. You know, like they, they sound very similar to, or I shouldn't say very similar, but they, they sound in the same vein as bands like lifetime from the, you know, late nineties and stuff like that, that really influenced like saves the day and what have you. But, um, mm-hmm. They're just so good. But I, I like that you bring up the point about the whole, like, kids climbing over each other, the finger pointing stuff, you know, like singing along word for word. Because, like, a lot of that comes from, you know, like, the world of hardcore and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, that was that was my favorite thing about going to hardcore shows when I was, you know, going to high school and stuff like that. Because, like, the crowd was just always so passionate, right? Like, always mm-hmm. so much there. Whereas, like, not to... I mean, not to shit on like the the early two thousands pop punk scene by any mean, but it didn't have that same feel, right? Exactly. Maybe be- I, I agree completely. And at the time when I heard that song, you know, I was in I was listening to a lot of hardcore, and that was kind of something new for me. And I was really getting into to heavier music like that. And yeah. I had never heard the bridge between, which I think at that time, Story So Far did. Yeah. Um, for me, at that time pop punk was uh all time low and right yeah and sure nothing yeah. against all time low or yeah. anything like that but it was it just didn't grab me um it was the poppier side of it and uh and that's where i thought it was so yeah. hearing a band like story so far and you know the moment you go in all these other bands just start filling up yeah. your space and you're like wow this one i like that one i like this one and yeah and you know it you're, you're right in the heart of all of it and that song did it for me yeah well and i think i like i wonder a little bit like was that early 2000s pop punk scene not the same purely because like that's when pop punk was its biggest right so like it's the audience was so much wider um and you know the the main bands the big bands we talked about some 41 earlier like they were literally playing arenas right like yeah that's a that's a whole different ball game than uh you know like the story so far playing clubs and stuff like that like so it definitely brought a lot of that back but i was in a similar situation where like i hadn't you know i hadn't listened to pop punk this would have been probably 
uh, I want to say like 2015 ish. Like I would, I would go back to some of my favorite bands. Like I graduated mm-hmm. high school in 2002. Right. So like I'd go back to some of my favorite bands from back then and whatever on occasion, but I wasn't like keeping up with anything that was going on in the scene present day. And then I don't know what, I don't remember what it was that made me go, Oh, there's all this, you know, this whole world of bands I should check out. And it was, you know, it was the story so far and the wonder years and knuckle puck and real friends. Right. Like all of a sudden you're right. Like you open that door and like, Oh, Mm -hmm. there's a whole, like, obviously there's a whole scene here of bands that have come up over the last number of years that are really good. And that we're combining like the elements I liked of pop punk and hardcore and post hardcore slash emo sort of stuff. Right. So it's, it's really rad. Just kind of like the diversity, I suppose that, you know, the scene has now. So that's, that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, man, I'm all about listening to no pressure these days. <laughs> Cause like there's, it's just short, sweet to the point And so good. Um, where do you, where do you stand with uh proper dose with the story so far? Are you, are you a fan of it or are you kind of like, ah, um, yeah, I, I am a, a fan of it. Um, it it did take it took a, a couple of weeks. It, I had sure. to listen to it. Didn't do it for me because it's not what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, took some time away and listened to it again, and it's like you appreciate it for a new for a new beast. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you know uh, there's no pressure now. It's almost yeah. like you're getting your fill from yeah. what. You're, from hearing yeah. um, Parker Gannon's voice, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I I love it for a whole other bunch of reasons. I think I think it is a solid album, yeah. um, and I'm excited to hear what they do next. It's it's nice to see a band that just isn't afraid to to fucking jump. Sure, uh, from yeah. this to that. and you know the self titled as well. Like that was such a groundbreaking album for 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 the kind of rhythms and stuff they did on that. Yeah. Um, Again, it's like they they just don't mind to to try things out, and it's completely you know um, respectable. Um, yeah. Well, and and not to compare these two albums in any way because they're very different sounding albums. But like, there's a a certain aspect of Proper Dose that reminds me of like Blink One Eighty Two's Untitled album in that it you know like. So like the story so far, most of the library, I'm like, hey, when I listen to it, I think about, you know, like for a lack of, I guess, a better term or whatever, but like warp to it. Right. So like summer and, you know, everything's kind of lighter and airier and then proper dose comes in and definitely feels a little more like, oh, I want to listen to this when, you know, I'm, I'm stuck indoors a little more. It's getting darker a little earlier, whatever. Right. And like for me, a similar thing with like Blink-182, while their earlier stuff up until the untitled album was like, man, I think of that. And I think of, you know, hanging out with my friends on a summer, you know, afternoon or whatever, just like carefree type stuff. And then untitled comes on and I'm immediately taken to like, Oh, colder winter months. Right. So they, they mm-hmm. kind of have seasons for me, uh, for sure. But, uh, I, I love proper dose in a similar way where like, I love that they weren't afraid to kind of go out and try things. Um, and, uh, it's just got a, a very different feel to it it like it I, I i talk about it feeling like a you know something you listen to more in like the fall winter sort of thing but at the same point it still feels very light like overall i don't know it's a it's a really neat album and i love the i love the production on it but uh yeah i could see people who are like ah i don't know but then parker does no pressure and they can 
I'll be happy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Keep yeah. everybody happy. Talk about a, a band that feels light and fun. Um, we mentioned them earlier, but the next song that you brought is uh, Seaway and the song Airhead. <laughs> So Seaway is a band that, like my wife and I, we don't have a ton of music in common. She ba- she mainly just listens to, you know, kind of what I've got on or whatever. Like I'm definitely the bigger music fan. 
But Seaway is one of the handful of bands that she like knows and can sing along to, um, which is always a lot of fun because, and that that's like one of the main songs that she, I think she just, from the first time she heard that song, seeing them live, she thought it was a pretty great, you know, opening line or whatever. But uh, they're a band also, in my mind, musically, I don't know if they've done anything wrong. That's the wrong word, but like, I, I like each of their albums, you know, for a different reason, um, because they all do sound a little bit different from the next, but they're all so good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I mean, I had to choose a Canadian band, had to get one in. It's a rule. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they're just, they're head and shoulders. I think they're such a cool band. They were, even their songwriting, mm-hmm. um, each of the albums, there's always something, you know, a little, a little different. Yeah, you know they do. They do have those elements of um, kind of the more poppy or anthem rocky kind of sound with like the one-liners. Like sometimes I could be a fucking airhead. Great yeah. one line. Yeah. But then, and you know, lyrically as well, it can be quite similar content to pop songs about love and this and that. Mm-hmm. But the way they put their songs together is what I love about this band. Like, there's so many like quirky little parts where they'll and like how they open with the chorus and yeah um, and it's all pulled back and uh stripped back and they just build up a song i think they're great songwriters and um particularly this album for me was was incredible and well, i think they worked with um they worked with the guy from uh four years strong right yeah 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 um, was it alan that they worked with or was alan, it yeah alan. yeah um, yeah because i remember it's funny because i do remember when uh they were first releasing the singles for brain pain, like four years strong. Mm-hmm. There was one of them. It's been a bit since I listened to that record. So I can't remember the specific song, but uh, one of the songs I was like, Holy shit, this sounds like Seaway. <laughs> and then like people on YouTube were pointing out that like, like on the YouTube video that were like, Oh, well he, I mean, he's worked with Seaway. So mm-hmm. like, you know, whether that's his influence kind of like uh, playing on them or their songwriting abilities and styles kind of, you know, in, in influencing him in a way, but it, uh, yeah, there, it's mm. always a blend, isn't it? Um, yeah. um, it's, it's incredible to work with producers that can bring different things to the table. Uh, and I think you can hear that in some of their albums and perhaps that's why they sound a little different, but still Seaway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, what the opening track on that record on uh colorblind though, where like everything is cool, man, like just an absolute, like, ridiculous hook to get a crowd going right like it's they do so well and then like um uh vacation i don't know it's like it's a a record that every summer every every summer we actually drive out to vancouver island and it is downloaded on my phone for that drive because i know you know a A, i need music (laughs) but also be like we're gonna be hanging out on the beaches and all this like i just want that like fun music right and then um with uh Oh, what was the name of their last one? Uh, why can't I remember the name of their last album? But they're the one with like Mrs. David and stuff on it. But uh, uh, yeah. now I got now I gotta know because it's gonna drive me crazy if I don't look it up. You know, uh, actually, big vibe. Yeah, big vibe. I was gonna call it Big Blue. <laughs> but that's um, the one album where I didn't love every song, right? Um, which I had done before, but. Yeah, um, I still think the singles on that one were so strong. That well, on that record, um, I do think it's a bit more of like a grower out of their library for sure. 
but it's because it, I, I would say it's like the biggest kind of like, you know, not that it's a massive turn either, like from what they were doing. It's just they, they did slow it down a little bit, I think, and kind of, you know, were dabbling their toes more in the alternative rock versus like pop punk side of things. But mm-hmm. um, but they're such, they're such an interesting band because like it took me a bit to get into them and it was seeing them live where finally I went, oh, this band is a like a party band. Like they just want to have fun. You know, like the <laughs> first few times I listened to them, I was kind of like, it's fine. Like, I don't know what people are getting so excited about. And then I went and saw them. They toured uh, with Neck Deep. And so I went uh, to that show and I was just like floored by them live. I was like, man, this is just, they're all out there and they're like floral print shirts, you know, like they're Hawaiian shirts and just like having a good time, sunglasses on. I was like, okay, I get it now. Like if we were making, you know, a 2010s, uh, you know, like teen comedy movie and there's a party scene and there's a band playing they're that band that's playing but they're also <laughs> just like, like the hmm. biggest compliment like to them. <laughs> like i'd love anyone to say that about and my band would not fit right that, right that description but i would love it too yeah that's but, awesome. but i was gonna say at the same time like they're 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 that band but they're also like when you you were talking about like just how they like uh how they like craft songs like they're really good at it you know they're not mm-hmm. just like the gimmicky party band they actually write really good songs it was just like the the kind of like the fun party aspect that like made it all click for me which is funny because i think they've kind of like dialed that back a little bit with big vibe right like they've they're not just that college party high school party band but um mm-hmm. They're so yeah, much I think fun. That's it. They're starting to maybe show some more versatility and sure. Yeah. With, with different sounds and yeah, all for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, let's get into uh, some of your music that uh, you brought with you. Now, I noticed because you guys have a handful of EPs and singles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a we few. do. A couple of, couple of EPs um, and then a couple of singles um, floating around. So do you then do you consider this one um tough love do you consider it an EP or a full length It's the in-betweener. Yeah, it is it really is. I had to double check cuz like I'm pretty sure it's like a weird kind of number of songs. It's seven songs. We um, we were signed for one we were signed for an album and yeah. in the end we just felt like we were still, you know, babies. <laughs> right. You know, we're, we're still we've only released one EP. We're like, yeah, you know what? We we could do another EP. Let's let's build it up to to our first album, and and so right. we end, we already were halfway there to an album, so we ended up with seven. And I think it's cool. Um, we yeah. I feel like our first EP we didn't have enough songs on because we right. only had the four. So I feel like that's kind of what we did. We pretty much made up for it. We made up for it, yeah. Well, because like on on Apple Music, uh, the streaming service of of my choice, um, they. Uh, like they'll they'll split things up between albums or EPs and singles, right? So yeah. uh, they list Tough Love as an album. So if I mean if that means anything, I don't know, but uh, that is the way it is. So how did uh, how did the uh, the deal with uh, Mutant League come together? Um, it was interesting actually. We we had hit them up, and like hitting up every label, you know, yeah. every band's hitting them up. So not a lot happened. Um, and then we got a reply from Dreambound. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, classic, nice, great, great YouTube channel. And yeah. um, I guess Manny was doing some A and R basically for for Mutant League, and um, 
or maybe it was vice versa, or I'm not sure, but um, somehow Manny from Dreambound jumped onto this thread with Mutant League, and I'm like, okay, that's that's not who we emailed, but this is great. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, of course, we'd love to put Broken Eyes on 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 your channel, and yeah. it did, it did really well. Um, it's the biggest thing we had done to date, and 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 uh, after that, um, Nate from Mutant League just kind of got back in. I think maybe that was it. He wanted to test the waters and see how people would receive it once, sure. once a bunch of people heard it. And, you know, the reaction was good. Um, he reached out and said, you know, I think this, this is great. Let's, let's see what we can do here. And we, yeah. we're still with uh, Mutant League now where yeah. we've got them for, for, for this album. And it's always been such a great relationship, you know, um, yeah. very honest and very, um, very helpful and, has helped us maybe, every step of the way. Maybe you can uh, fill in the blanks a little bit for Dreambound for me because they're like they're a YouTube channel that I love. Like they're mm-hmm. constantly releasing great, like I guess more, you know, unknown bands. I suppose you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but what exactly are they? Because the thing that drives me crazy about them is they'll drop, you know, they'll release a video and be like, "Oh, this song is amazing," and then you go to find it and it's not streaming anywhere. I'm like, what the hell is up with this? Like, there's sometimes you find it and it's there, and then sometimes they released, they uh, posted on on their YouTube. Um, I think the band's called Travelers, like just like last month or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is this is really cool. And then I go and look, I'm like, oh, there's actually a full album, even though I was like expecting there to be nothing. So they're kind of like, are are they a label or are they just like a you? I've I've always been curious as to what's going on there. Um, that, I mean, they're just a channel, I think. So I'm not sure what they would class themselves as. Yeah. Um, but maybe a marketing tool. Maybe that's sure. what they yeah. They've yeah, got yeah. such a good following that, um, essentially I think most bands just pitch to them and say, right. we'd love to be on your channel because yeah. it's a great channel. Yeah. Um, and then he, from that point, the, the team there, they like pick what they like and what they don't like. I think they do a lot of their own research and they'll find bands. Yeah. and put them up what they like and and yeah sometimes this this band is like brand new and doesn't have anything going on or yeah. anything released i should say or and sometimes uh you know maybe dream down i've only just found this band and they've only got one or they've yeah. already got a whole album out so yeah, that's yeah. typically what happens we're actually um our next single is out next month and we've we've given the premiere to to dream down again doing right. almost like full circle uh with them yeah, um, but yeah, that will be a situation like that. So they'll have it for one day before it's out on all the other streaming platforms. Oh, okay, so that's how. So so because I never go back to look, you know, two or two days uh, later right. or whatever. It's always like when I see it come out, I look for it. I'm like, it's not. It's there. It's not there again. Like what the crap? So it turns out I just got to wait a little bit. But um, maybe maybe I'll reach out to someone from Dreambound and see if I can get them on the show so I can just ask them all sorts of questions. But uh, well, let, yeah, I let's. Think, uh, I think they're in Europe. They're in Europe, uh, based in Europe, but they're good okay. at getting back. Yeah, I was I was wondering too where they were because like the first number of bands that I remember kind of seeing and hearing on there all seemed to be from Australia. So I assumed yeah. they were <laughs> from Australia, but then no, like I was like I don't know that they are. But let's uh, let's get into your songs. Um, so the first one, I don't know if I actually put these in. Normally I try to put them in order of how they are on the album uh, when we talk about them. I guess I could double check. And oh yeah, I did. Okay, I did that. <laughs> so the first song we're going to talk about is uh, I always wonder how to say this word because I think everyone kind of says it different. Um, so you can 
How, how do you pronounce this word? Reprise. Reprise. Okay. That's how do what I was like. It? That's how, yeah. But yeah. How do you sing it? Reprise. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was, Cause I was like, I want to say reprise as well, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure he says reprise, but anyway, let's, it's, let's um, listen. Yeah. It is, uh, it, you can say it both ways. Uh, sure. Initially I thought it was reprisive and everyone kept bullying me. Uh, it may be an English thing that I was calling it right. reprise, but um it rhymes with the the other word in the, <laughs> but it's well, a completely acceptable way to say that word apparently. But oh, now I say reprise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Well, let's let's listen to you rhyme it with other words. Why did you pick that as one of the songs to, uh, to I guess, introduce people to Chief State if they've never heard you before? Uh, I chose that one. I feel like specifically for that reason. I think it it shows you what we're about. Um, it's fast paced at the beginning. It's uh, you know 
try try to go for a big chorus and um it, there's a lot of energy in that song i think and and it it's one of the ones where i, I didn't want to go f- i could pick a number of songs that sound like chief's day i'm sure but right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to pick the the oldest song that you know by chief's right. day and 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 you know it, it, it's i feel like this one was a step up from our first ep and and that song was probably our our main single off of that ep right uh, and it, it i think it it kind of gives you a good idea of what we're about like i say fast paced and, and big choruses and yeah and then little intricacies in there as well with with the with uh, what we do on guitars and drums and try yeah. and lock it all in yeah well i was gonna say one of the things that kind of immediately jumps out to me about the song besides you know like the speed and the big chorus and stuff like that is uh i don't what what's your drummer's name chris chris so like what chris is doing at different parts in that song like i am like i'm a guitar player or at least i would say i was a guitar player i haven't picked up a guitar for quite some time but typically that's like the first instrument i'm going to you know sort of hear and notice right but uh i don't know if it was because i was watching a music video of yours and maybe because you guys have a video for this song right yeah yeah Yeah, you're all kind of like playing in a circle in a room is that right yeah so i don't know if it was this song or if it was even maybe um you know your newest song that i was i was watching just going like man he's playing some pretty intricate stuff on the drums but doing it and making it look like just easy (laughs) you know like there's different parts because i watched a few of your videos so i can't i'm trying to like you know they're all kind of blending together a little bit but where i was watching like your guys's performances i'm like he just looks like he's just chilling but you know just like doing all these different parts and like the drums do jump out to me you know on that song in particular um i'm not a drummer so i couldn't tell you specifically what it is that's jumping out but it is like he's just i just like that he's kind of it's those, like you said, those like little intricate sort of pieces that you kind of lock in with the guitars and with everything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris is full of ideas. Like uh, we, we spend time basically just reining those ideas in and okay. trying to lock them in with everything else. But that's one thing for sure. Like uh, Chris is, is not short of ideas and creativity when it comes to playing drums and Right. Um, I think, you know, that's what's reflected in our music. and um, Yeah. So when it comes to writing a song for the band, like what does that look like? Is someone just bringing a, you know, as far as the structure is concerned, like pretty much a formed song? Are you all bringing different parts? Who's kind of like doing a lot of that heavy lifting or is it pretty uh, pretty spread out across the band? Uh, yeah, so for the most part, it's it's a mixture of me and Nick. So Nick is the, the other singer and the guitarist. Yeah. Um, and so we'll come individually with our own songs and it's pretty much front to back a, a mostly formed song. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to Nick's songs, uh, they are usually very fleshed out, already very technical um, and, you know, not too much changes. You know, we add in the leads and the drums do get changed and lyrically um a lot of the time, uh, Nick will have the bones but won't have the lyrics, or sometimes he's got a couple of ideas and we add the rest that way. But um, when it comes to my songs, they're like, but for the most part, you know, like nowhere near as technical or like right. in- yeah, yeah. interesting. So my drums are all like just half time, double time, half time, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so then at that point, 
you know, a lot of my songs will then be um, massively improved from what they started right. out as. But for the most part, it's the bones are there. Um, yeah. So then are you bringing like kind of rough demos that you've like done MIDI drums on and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, okay. Same with Nick. So like yeah. we'll, we'll do full demos and yeah, yeah. Um, have it all pretty much fleshed out. And for the most part, you know, like we get a feel for what sections are going to be and what kind of rhythms are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say with, with my stuff, it's then about improving <laughs> what uh, <laughs> Chris will add so much flair to it. Like, so that one was, was my song. Um, right. And it, it definitely did not sound as intricate as that, but for, you know, the chorus was the same um, rhythm. So yeah. it starts yeah. up straight, goes to halftime with the bounce on it. And so that's kind of how it starts. And then, yeah, we just flesh it out and yeah. like I say bass parts will Nick, Nick really enjoys writing bass parts and you'll hear that in team wiped. There's a lot of movement there. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I'll leave bass and leads to, to Nick, uh, to Justin and Joe and they kind of, do you, uh, do you play guitar at all live or just for writing purposes? Just for writing. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. I used, I, I had an old band back in England where I, um, play and sing. And I think that's probably why I chose not to, because it was just, I can do it. It's just, I yeah. don't enjoy it as much. And I'm, I'm by no means a very, very good guitarist. So like, I get away with what I get away with and I can, <laughs> I can yeah. make a demo because I can edit myself pretty well. So. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, well, let's get in, I guess, to the next song then that you chose, which also comes off of tough love. Uh, it's mm-hmm. something good for once.
pretty sure he has an accent <laughs> and i was like but this yeah no um that it's funny because that song earlier today when i was listening to listening to the playlist that i kind of put together um or i guess that you'd put together but i had on my phone i was listening to it i was like man you talked about like the kind of you know the big chorus in in uh reprise but that one just is like almost sneaky catchy uh, I don't know if that's the way to describe it, but it just like, because it's not like, you know, there isn't, it doesn't really go to like the big halftime anthemic sort of stuff, right? It's just like, all right, we're into the chorus and it's, but it's like, it hooks you so quick and it's, it's, it's very, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, we didn't choose that one as a single uh, and you, you're right. It's the chorus is not your typical kind of yeah. um, big single chorus or anything like that, but um, it's, fucking high <laughs> I, I can't sing it <laughs> it sounds it yeah uh i can't sing it anymore anyway but uh right. it's for that song I, I i chose it because i think it there's a lot of kind of different elements in there like i say with reprise that's kind of more about you can hear like that sounds like us mm-hmm. and for something good for once and there's a couple other songs on this ep that we we just started to delve a little bit and i think people will hear this on the the new album that um you know we're, we're not afraid to kind of step out from from <laughs> from what traditionally may have sounded like chief state and right. um, this was one of the songs that it's it was my favorite song from that ep yeah. uh, because of that because it, it just had like different elements that the verse started a lot slower and yeah yeah um, yeah i don't know um, I, I don't know about anyone else but for me the start of that song i just immediately start going to aha take on me <laughs> that's that's I can't unhear it <laughs> oh man now i want to listen back to it but uh that's that's so funny um speaking of high that's a song that's very high well yeah maybe that's maybe that was it my uh, yeah my rendition of, of that song nice. <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair uh so do, like would you guys like do you guys play it live at all like like take it down a step um we would take it down a step for sure yeah. The, yeah. we've never played it because uh because this was released one week after the right. pandemic. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true too. Twenty twenty, man. Yeah. So, have you guys gotten an opportunity to play many shows though since um, this came out? We've played one show since oh, this man. EP came out. So, I mean, we got royally screwed. Yeah. You know, the timing on it was horrendous for this yeah. whole EP. Yeah, um, we never toured it, um, mm-hmm. and now we're already releasing a new album. So yeah, you're on a whole new cycle. <laughs> we're not going to play a lot of these songs um, ever. But yeah. Um, yeah, we've just played the one local show, and uh, we have another one coming up. So nice. Maybe maybe we'll we'll bring it out. But yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's it's really high, so I, I don't particularly want to argue the case for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, I've I've only been to well, I just went to my first show back uh, this past Friday, and it was like it was a local. 
It was uh, I don't know if you know the band Nicholas Rage. Nicholas Rage, yeah, okay, yeah. that was like a sick show. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, but it was yeah, it was my first one back since I want to say actually my last show before that. I'd have to like go back and look, but I want to say it was actually in Vancouver. Um, I went and saw Turnover. Uh, they played. I want to if if I've got my like timeline right they played in december of like very beginning of december 2019 i think is that the um, Biltmore? where sorry was it the biltmore for that one uh i'm trying to because what, what's the other theater because there's like two that are like right across the street from each other right oh there's a bunch um yeah. are you on about granville or, or which street? no no we weren't in granville um on maybe granville. it was the biltmore show then because there's uh there's the fox and then there's the biltmore and then yeah and what was the last one you said? Biltmore. Yeah, no, I think that's what it was. I'd I'd have to go back and look, but um but yeah, like I think that was my last potentially my last show that I'd been to before things shut down. So I was like thinking about that earlier today. I'm like, oh a band from Vancouver. I wonder if they were there. But um uh and then yeah, going back about, yeah. first show was uh Nicholas Rage. And then I've I mean I've got tickets to upcoming shows, but um so have you guys like started, you know, like obviously was the one show that you've played so far, was it rather recent or was it kind of in those like up and down times? Um, it was, it was recent ish. So we played yeah. December just gone. Okay. Um, yeah. and that was for youth fountains album. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I think, you know, there's been a few opportunities to play, but BC has been extremely strict on yeah. everything. Yeah. So we just haven't really been in a rush to to get back and, and play shows. We we just announced a show today today. Yeah. Um so we're gonna be opening for Cancer Bats and Comeback Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think before. I saw something and like that. Misery signals as well. So I mean that's gonna be sick. I mean, like, you know, go, going from the Youth Fountain show, um yeah. and not really knowing if things were gonna get back to normal and just holding off for that reason. Yeah. Um, it just yeah to to get this one is is gonna be yeah insane. That'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Um, well, let's get into the last song that you brought. Which uh, by the time this episode comes out, I believe the album will be out. Uh, the album is called "Waiting for Your Colors." So if this is after the album comes out on July first. Or it's going to be very close. It might be just before. I'm not 100% sure yet. It's going to be right around that time. But hey, July 1st, you got a new record coming out. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. But let's get into the song first, which is the first single off it, and it's called Team Wiped. <laughs> Just think there isn't progress that we couldn't make 
Yeah, that's another song where uh, the drums on it are just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I'm going to sit there, because there's a few different like instrumental parts where it's like, oh man, the drums really do it for me at this part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to describe what he's doing. Like the word that, the funny thing is the word that came to mind, like especially like say the end there, that kind of instrumental out, um, like the word that came to mind was a slog, which I don't even know if that's a real thing, but it just feels like it. Cause especially after, um, you know, the part where the, the kind of like, like flanger or whatever is on the guitar and the drums. And it sounds like it should come in and be like, Oh, back into that, like full, uh, you know, like kind of faster punk beat. But instead he's doing this, like, like, well, I called it a slog, but it's almost like a little like shuffle thing that kind of really takes the song in a different direction. I love it. Slog punk. Let's go for Slog it. Slog punk. <laughs> yeah. No, someone the other day, so <laughs> it was sick actually. It's like one of the first comments on YouTube video said, Is prog punk a thing? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, Man, that's a sick fucking term. But, yeah, uh, I, I, saw, I actually saw that, that comment <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's pretty funny. That, it might have, that may have been the comment that like made me tune in a little bit more to what was like going on. Musically, because again, like, um, you know, when we were talking about Biffy Clyro, I said it's not like they're a prog band by any means. Right. But there's just these little elements that are like, oh, you could have done just a straightforward, you know, punk beat here or, you know, just like this here or that here. But instead, you're going to do this drum beat or, you know, like this little change here. And it's like it's just those little bits that make things that make the songs, I think. Uh, that much more interesting. I think, yeah, um, we are, as a band, um, extremely critical of songwriting. And I I write the majority, so mm-hmm. I get the, the, the worst brunt of the pain. Right. <laughs> essentially how it goes is I come up with a song and get ripped apart because it's shit. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's too simple. Right. Um, and so that's something that, that the others in, in the band um, and, you know, subsequently me um, as well, that we're mm-hmm. constantly striving to to try and do something different and to try and make interesting parts or, you know, shove a like a bass solo in the middle of a song, or like like in that yeah. one and, you know, have the drums really locking in in this weird kind of progression that doesn't sound like it should be in a pop punk song. Um, it's something that, you know we we don't kind of like you know go crazy if it's not weird then we're not releasing it that's not how we are but but we do try we try and keep things fresh and and um with that song i think there's a lot of weird little bits in there that um that nick did a phenomenal job of coming up with and and maybe this is is this like a mutant league sound because like (laughs) i think of like i mean obviously you you guys don't sound like belmont for instance, but Belmont is a band, you know, they're on pure noise now, but like when they were on mutant league earlier, they're a band that, you know, you go, maybe, maybe your initial, like the, say the song overstepping, which is, I think the one that kind of put them on the map a little bit, mm-hmm. um, at least initially, it kind of like comes across as like, yeah, it's like, Oh, they're a pop punk song, you know, or a pop punk band that kind of fit in nicely. And then you start listening to all these different pieces that they're adding to their music. And you're like, Oh, well, are they a, a pop punk band? Are they an easy core band? Are they a like, <laughs> they've got like gent elements at times. Like they just start pulling all these things. And then, you know, an, an, another band that's maybe more in a similar vein 
to Belmont than to you guys would be like the band Will Met, who also mm-hmm. uh, on Mutant League. So I'm like, I just I'm, I'm curious to dive in a little bit further and go maybe Mutant League just likes bands that are like, hey, let's let's not just write you know a straightforward pop punk song. I could be entirely wrong because you know I haven't dove into enough Mutant League stuff to like really make that statement but the bands that initially come to mind for me on the label are all kind of like yeah let's do things a little bit different let's let's think a little more critically about the songs that we're writing and whether or not we're 100 percent happy with what's here now or if we can tinker and make it even better i i think you know that definitely is a question for yeah for <laughs> and league maybe maybe that's the secret he does like that sort of thing and <laughs> and you know it's it, we we definitely have songs that you know we haven't gone crazy with and Mm -hmm. you know we'll have songs that are slightly more traditional uh pop punk um but yeah no we we always try and do something interesting there's like i can think of one song on a new album where like it was too straight and so uh i leave the studio for like 20 minutes come back and there's this whole fucking crazy guitar riff (laughs) in locked in with a drum fill that goes on way too long with vocals going on in the background and then it you know goes into the chorus where it just didn't exist and it was because nick was like nah this needs something more and chris is like yeah it needs something more and and yeah tim our producer's like yeah um and then it just becomes so i I think yeah there's definitely that about us we we want to come up with something cool uh, yeah we can well i mean i really i really appreciate like the thought that I mean, and I don't want it to sound like, you know, oh, other musicians and bands don't put that thought into it. Because obviously they do, and bands and musicians, mm-hmm. they, they write what they want to write. But uh, I do, you know, appreciate music that you can kind of sit back and go, oh, I didn't actually see that coming, mm-hmm. um, you know, or however you want to word it. But uh, yeah, and I, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, it, you you mentioned it earlier i think the new wave of pop punk from the 2010s up until yeah. now where it's kind of going in different directions again i think it's been very exciting and and experimental in and so many bands do interesting things yeah. um and to step away i think from that that more traditional pop punk that was kind of more you know um poppy and straightforward and um that's what makes this genre very interesting today in my eyes um i think it still gets a lot of kind of slack from people and and um based on when you know the elements when it was more famous and certain certain popular bands doing things but um for for me there are so many bands out there doing really interesting things with songs so uh, long may it continue yeah i mean I also love straightforward, super simple, stupid pop punk too. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all, yeah, sure. it's all, it's all fun. So, um, yeah. but you're you're right. Like, there is something to kind of appreciate in, you know, bands that are, um, trying to just change it up a little bit, evolve the sound a little bit. Uh, it's definitely you know pop punk now compared to the, the glory years or whatever you want to call them of pop punk. I think is definitely, um, a little more. Like it takes it. It's a little more technical, I think, in general. You know, from one band to the next. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, we could go on for a while. But uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out and doing this, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me.